Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis, Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India, and I am so happy that you are here because this is a supportive, positive environment where we can heal together. This is episode 27, Ayurveda Basics for Ulcerative Colitis. Please note, I am not a doctor or health professional in any way. If you would like to attempt something mentioned in this episode, please consult your doctor first. I talk about Ayurveda all the time in this podcast, so I'm finally doing an episode. And next week we have on Ayurvedic expert Joanne Pavan. You know her from episodes 5 and 14, and she will discuss advanced Ayurveda with regard to IBD. So let's get started. What is Ayurveda exactly? The Ayurvedic Institute says, Ayurveda is considered by many scholars to be the oldest healing science. In Sanskrit, Ayurveda means the science of life. Ayurvedic knowledge originated in India more than 5,000 years ago and is often called the mother of all healing. It stems from the ancient Vedic culture and was taught for many thousands of years in an oral tradition from accomplished masters to their disciples. Some of this knowledge was set to print a few thousand years ago, but much of it is inaccessible. The principles of many of the natural healing systems now familiar in the West have their roots in Ayurveda, including homeopathy and polarity therapy. Personally, I would define Ayurveda as overall wellness. It is a way of living mind, body, and soul so that these three separate components are connected always. For example, if you have autoimmune disease in the physical body, most likely something in the mind and soul may be causing it. In other words, in Ayurveda, everything is related. And to heal yourself fully, you must address all components together. The most important concept of Ayurveda is the dosha. Dosha is spelled D-O. S-H-A. The dosha is your constitution or mind-body-soul makeup. In other words, it's your type. Here in the Western world, they refer to it as your body type. There are three doshas that we all have within us. Finding out your primary dosha is the first and most important step of healing your IBD with Ayurveda. You have a primary dosha and then you have a secondary dosha. After I explain everything, I will give you a resource to find out your doshas. The first dosha is called vata, V-A-T-A. A vata body type is either tall and thin like a model or tiny and thin like a ballerina. I'm a good example of a vata. I'm five foot one or 155 centimeters and I usually weigh around 100 pounds or 45 kilograms. Vata is composed of the elements of space and air. Thus, when a vata is out of balance, they can be too airy or spacey or what we call flighty. When in balance, vatas are creative and flexible. Vatas tend to move quickly and burn out fast with exercise. For example, I'm down for days after an extra long hilly walk. I used to do these long walks. I was known in my neighborhood for walking two hours, three times a week. And I have a ton of hills in my neighborhood. And then I realized that it was killing me. And that's why I only do short walks now. I do around 20 minute walks. 
the mind of a vata flits like a butterfly from subject to subject. This is definitely my mind. We like to have knowledge of many things instead of a deep knowledge of one thing. So for me, for example, let's say that I wanted to study one component of UC and study it deeply. I wanted to study all about the effects of pharmaceuticals, right? And I want to go into that and study it deeply. That's not me. You know, I'm someone who likes to go and study all the subjects of UC. So I hope that makes sense. Vatas, when out of balance, become anxious. Anxiety is a major vata issue. It's a major issue for me. Thus, we have to focus on calming the mind, body, and soul. Good exercises for vata are always calming, such as Tai Chi, yoga, walks in nature, and mental exercise such as meditation. Anything that calms you down as a vata is good. As for diet, vatas tend to have trouble keeping on weight. Vatas need to eat food to counterbalance their airy, spacey constitution. So good foods for vata are heavy, warm, and cooked, as vatas are often cold physically because we're so thin. As a vata, I eat a lot of soups, stews, mushy braised vegetables, and room temperature smoothies. Vatas do not do well with salads, raw veggies, popcorn, basically anything that adds to their airy, spacey quality. The second dosha is called pitta. It's P-I-T-T-A. A pitta body type is a medium build. Britney Spears is a good example of a pitta body type. Pitta is composed of fire and water, and they constantly have to balance these two elements. If they have too much fire, they can be angry and short-tempered. In Ayurveda, they constantly talk about the fiery pitta. When pitta is in balance, they are passionate, understanding, and intelligent. Exercise-wise, pittas are good at yoga or boot camp. They can explore both relaxing and punishing exercise. And this is something that I'm a little bit jealous about pitta because they're kind of that in the middle constitution. So they can go back and forth and do a lot of things that katha and vata can't. They're, they're that middle of the road. So with exercise, with food, they can take a little bit of katha, they can take a little bit of vata, that type of thing. Again, the goal of a pitta is to keep the fire at bay. Remember that I said we all have these three doshas within us. So for those of us with IBD, when we have too much fire in our body, this is what causes IBD. Joanne Pavin will speak about this in detail next week, and it's a great conversation, you guys. It's already been recorded about how to heal your IBD through calming the pitta in your body. Good foods for pitta are a combination of fresh whole foods that are either cooked or raw. They need to be cooling foods such as a fresh fruit smoothie, avocado, salads, and fresh juices. And pitta is my secondary dosha. So I am a vata pitta. You can see in my face that I have a little rosacea and my temperament can be fiery at times, which, you know, maybe that's the Latin in me too. So I have to calm the pitta in my body normally and for my UC. So I feel sometimes like I get doubly banged <laughs> in Ayurveda. So I'm always trying to really calm that pitta. But then it's a balance because you can't calm it 
too much, and we'll get into this next week, where you're killing your digestive fire. You don't want to do that. So you're always trying to keep this body in perfect balance. The third dosha is called kapha. That is spelled K-A-P-H-A. Unfortunately, this kills me. I seem to have none of this dosha and it makes me so sad because these are your mother earth, extremely calm and grounded people. My husband is a kapha and I think that's why we work so well together. He grounds me and you'll hear about how kapha is earth. So it makes sense that he's grounding me and I'm up in the air. A kapha body type is larger with bigger bones, such as Oprah. Kapha is composed of earth and water. Thus, if you combine earth and water, you get mud. This is the kapha's main issue, being too stuck in the mud. They can be either too complacent or lethargic when out of balance. Like I said before, an imbalanced kapha is your peace-loving, grounded, extremely calm Mother Earth type. As for exercise, a kapha loves the hardcore boot camp, the marathon, the bar class. I, as a vata, can't do any of this or I'm ready to die. (laughs) They thrive at and love the punishing exercise because they need to be stimulated physically or they tend to gain weight and be too lethargic. Remember about all of us, again, having all the doshas within us. So if you have an overabundance of phlegm or sinus issues, you have too much kapha in your system. Right now, I don't know if you can hear it, I have a cold. So when you think of the kapha dosha, if you combine earth and water, you get mud or sludge. This sludge is the phlegm or excess mucus in my body right now, which is causing my cold. Thus, my kapha needs to be calmed. Good foods for kapha are light and airy. Think about salads, popcorn, fresh fruits, anything light. Heavy foods should be avoided, especially because of the weight gain issue. Kapha does well, actually, with warm cooked foods, but only if they're light. So I'm talking about maybe a very light soup, a very light broth, so something like that. Now that you have an overview of the doshas, I will send you over to lifespa.com to take their quiz so you can figure out your primary and secondary doshas. I will include the link in the show notes. In case you can't look at the show notes right away, you can search life spa body type quiz. And finally, the three main principles of eating Ayurvedically are actually very simple. And I'm sure you know them and live by them as much as you can. Number one, eat seasonally. Number two, eat locally. Number three, eat fresh. I think that's pretty easy to wrap your head around. I try to do this as best I can. You know, obviously, do I eat bananas in a smoothie? Yeah, I eat bananas in a smoothie. Is that seasonal right now? Is that local right now? Is it even fresh because they're frozen? Well, I guess it's not any of those. (laughs) But you see what I mean? When it's fall right now, and we're about to go into American Thanksgiving, we're in late November, I try to eat things like pumpkin, right? So pumpkin is something that's here in my area that's seasonal, it's local, I try to have it fresh. So that's what I mean. Next week, we have on Joanne Pavin to discuss advanced Ayurveda, and her advice is specifically tailored for IBD. She discusses the six stages of disease how to reduce your pitta, and the three pillars of healing IBD in Ayurveda. 
in my household, when we have that perfect poo, we call it a green heart day. And what that means is that your stool is perfectly formed. There's no blood. It's the perfect color. You turn around and look at it on the toilet and you're so proud of yourself. Therefore, I wish all of you a green heart day.